Welcome to Inflection Point Moment. I'm Jeff Heyer-Jones. And I'm Rhonda Peterson. We're here today to talk tips, tricks, and resources for growth-oriented small business owners. So let's jump in. And we're live. We are. Sometimes technology just doesn't like me. No, it's been one of those days, huh? Yes, it has. (laughs) And you know, I thought that today was going to be one of those days because I rebooted my computer at like 930 this morning so that I didn't have to worry about that my computer was going to be stupid when we went live. It's been being stupid since I rebooted it. So I'm really not sure what that, of course, you know, it's not operator error in any way, shape or form. No. It's never operator error. No, it is not me. It is the computer. And so I'm working on my Microsoft Surface instead of my regular computer. So I don't have my regular stuff all set up. So it could be an interesting day, you know? But we have a great topic. So, hey, Jeff, how you doing? Good, 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 good. I don't have the technology issues that you've had today, but good. That's awesome. I'm I'm very glad to hear that. And, you know, it's a good thing that only one of us has it at a time, because if we both have it at the same time, that's really bad. Yeah, we'd be really hosed. Yeah. But at least we did get the email about what color we were supposed to wear today. And we both wore blue. Yeah, no, it's kind of funny that we had got on just a minute ago and it was like, hey, we both have blue on today. (laughs) It is what it is. It's, you, it's it's often a day when I have blue on in some way, shape, or form, but, you know, whatever. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, if hopefully people hung around and they might be with us. Um, if you are with us today, please let us know in the chat that you're with us, because I know we had several people who signed up that they were going to be with us, but I know a lot of times we sign up and then life gets in the way and we don't end up watching things in the moment. But if you're with us now, or if you watch the live stream later, please comment. We would love to hear from you. And if you've got questions or comments about what we're talking about, we uh, enjoy having that um, connection with you. So please chime in in the chat um, on the live stream on LinkedIn. So today is an interesting topic. We're still talking about emotional self-awareness, the first um, domain of emotional intelligence. And today's topic is let's get curious what was happening, which is always an interesting thing to think about. The reason we do this is because when we are trying to figure out what's going on with our emotions and how they may be driving the bus when we don't want them to be driving the bus, if we get curious about figuring out what was happening that triggered those emotions, we can stop the runaway train. We can make a decision from a thinking perspective about what those emotions are telling us And we can um, do what actually we're going to talk about next month, but we we know how to manage our emotions more effectively. 
if we get curious about what happened that caused the emotion. So <clears throat> in order to give an example of this, I thought I'd tell a story. Because you know, a story to illustrate a situation always makes it more clear, well, in theory. So feel free as I get going down the track on this, if I'm getting a little, you know, uh, muddy in the in the um, story, rein me in. Okay, Jeff? I guess. Because I'm just wondering, will this be about cats, birds? Like there's so many different <laughs> Rhonda stories that I've gotten. I'm like on the edge of my seat over here waiting to see which path this one is, is going to take today. Cats and birds or the grandson's basketball. Actually, yep. this, <laughs> I hadn't thought about that at all. All right, you made me laugh. Now we can move on. <laughs> yeah, now, we can, now we can go. <laughs> that is hilarious. No, actually, this is a, um, this is a real life situation that happened with me. And, um, well, the kind of sneak peek of it is as the story unfolded, there were a multitude of emotions going on with me. I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of stories where there are a multitude of emotions going on, but this one, it was like way up there, very high emotions. The, and the bad thing about the technology I'm using right now is I have very little space that I can, you know, like move my hands. So I got to be aware of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the question is always what happened that caused you to experience the emotion? So I was doing a presentation to an organization that I am a leader within. And this was a culmination of six months of work. And to be perfectly honest with you, struggle. This was not something that we started out from the word go. Everybody was on the same page and thought we should all, everybody thought, Here's how we're going to do it. And we're all happy and sing kubaya. No, this is not how the process went. And, um, but we kept, we kept working on it. We found common ground. We kept conversing in the, in the um, group that was tasks, tasked with um, finding out how we do this together and coming up with the best um, policy solution because we were creating a policy. So this, <clears throat> excuse me, long process and struggle resulted in a comment president of the group. I happen to be the vice president of the group, but that was my role within the group was to do this. Okay. This is such a good pro proposal. I could just hug you. I think she liked it when she said that, because that is not generally how she talks. But I walked into a meeting and those were the words she greeted me with. This is such a great proposal. I could just hug you. And did you say but, bring it in? I'm sorry? Did you say bring it in? <laughs> no, I was late for the meeting. So I was like, okay, thank you. Wow. Yeah. And, and I mean, I was quite frankly, stunned in the moment by that response. Not that I didn't enjoy it and not that I wouldn't have hugged her, but I was, 
I was like on a beeline. Oh my gosh, I got to get in there because we got a Zoom call and I'm bringing up the rear. So <laughs> to be honest with you, the president wasn't in the room yet. So I don't know why I was in such a hurry, but I, I you know, get out of your car, run into the room. Blah, blah, blah. So anyway, <clears throat> So the uh, team tasked with creating the policy, we were all in alignment. We were very confident that we had put together a really good policy. But when we presented it, the response from a few vocal people was what felt like an attack. So that's, that's not like a very, that is, a feeling word right there. I'm feeling attacked. It felt like an attack that was out of nowhere. I was blindsided by this person's response when he stood up and told the entire organization, I don't like the tone. What? <laughs> this is not what we need to do. This is not how we need to do it. And they haven't consulted the wider community, our stakeholders in this, which just for the record was absolutely untrue. And let me guess, the person didn't show up to any of the stakeholder meetings? Actually, he, this person did show up to a stakeholder meeting and <clears throat> he had one comment. I mean, there were several people who had comments in these um, town hall meetings, sure. <coughs> excuse me. And we listened to them and the ones that we, um, felt were germane to where we needed to go. We made changes, but this person's comment <coughs> was inappropriate. And so we didn't make that person's change. <coughs> excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm having a bad frog. So anyway, <coughs> as I sat in the front row and listened to what this person was saying, I had a whole bunch of emotions. The first one being shock. I mean, I was bowled over by this person's response to what we felt and to what had I'd been told, this is such a great proposal, I could just hug you. Two very different ends of the spectrum there. That would be true. <clears throat> I was embarrassed. I was one of the two people driving this process. And somebody is making these kinds of statements about it. I mean, that's not how I roll. You're saying, what are you saying about me? I was confused. Highly confused. <laughs> really confused. What is this all about? Where is this coming from? And I was frustrated. And I was angry. Oh boy, was I angry. I was like seeing red angry. <laughs> I can only imagine. Uh, yeah, well, you know, we, we've kind of talked about some of these types of things in the past, Jeff, and you know, we, we understand each other from yeah, that standpoint. Yes. Well, this is a great example of needing to get curious about what happened that was causing the emotions. 
because there were things that had happened in the larger meeting that this this was point number three of what was going on in the in the large organizational meeting. And two things that happened before this that were the train big time going off the tracks. Now, I mean, I could tell stories and there's really no point to it, but understanding how this all comes together. And I've kind of already given you some background information as we talked about it to being curious about how you're re- how your body and your mind are responding to what's going on is so important to being able to not react. Because I mean, I could have stood up and gone, you are a liar. It reminds me of, uh, what was that movie? You can't handle the truth. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I can see you doing that. Uh, <laughs> I really wish I would have thought about that at the moment. No, actually, it's probably better that I didn't. Um, And, you know, there's, there's, there are so many extenuating situations, circumstances, extenuating circumstances in this whole story that it's, it's absolutely fascinating. But to be able to stop for a moment and ask the question, what is the story I'm telling myself? And thank God for the fact that I didn't stand up and say, you are a liar, because or you can't handle the truth or whatever I was going to say in the moment, because it wouldn't have been a good situation. It, it yeah. would have only thrown fuel on a fire that did not need any fire, that did not need any fuel. Let's phrase it that way. And caused unnecessary angst for many people, including me, going down the road. So this is a situation where being able to get curious about what happened that caused those emotions, where is this coming from? How am I going to respond to it? Stepping back and giving yourself the time to be curious is critical. Yeah. Because if you respond in the moment, I can pretty much guarantee you are going to say something or do something that you will regret in the future. And it's really hard. To not say something. Especially in that circumstance where you've spent and led a group for, you said, six months. Yes. To get this and get community input, organizational input, and then to have it kind of be pissed all over when it gets presented. is <laughs> not a fun place to be. And that's a really... <laughs> It's a pretty good expression for it. It it was definitely blown up. Let's phrase it that way. Yeah. Um, you know, though, and those kinds of things happen. They do. They like it or not, things you're going to have situations where you 
anticipate it's going to go in this direction and something completely unexpected takes it in another direction. Now, hopefully you will have the opportunity to respond effectively in the near future. And I mean, if I could have just had three minutes to say, excuse me, but there are a couple things that have been put forth here that I need to speak to because there's a misunderstanding. I don't need to say you are a liar. I can say there's a misunderstanding here. That's a very different way to approach the situation. But yeah. you have to be able to have your wits about you and not react and be able to respond quickly. To have the opportunity to, to have that discussion. And then there's that part, but we're and not going to discuss that part. Productive, a meaningful way, right? Yes. Where the other party is uh, receptive talking yes. about the misunderstanding. Exactly. That, that's true. And to be honest with you, in that situation, whether the other party was open to the fact that there was a misunderstanding, I wouldn't have been as concerned about in that moment as I would have been concerned that the other people in the room who needed to have good information to make a decision understood that there was a misunderstanding that they because they could potentially have been making the decision based on incorrect information well that's not a good thing so nonetheless but see that's kind of how this whole thing can start snowballing and go down a road we don't want to go down if we don't get curious and we just react out of those emotions in the moment. Yeah. So the outcome would look far different if you would have stood up there. I could totally see you. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> you want the truth. You can't handle the truth. I can totally see you doing that in the moment. <laughs> if I was there just feeding, like Brenda, you ever see that movie? I double dog dare to stand up and yell that. And I would look at you and go, Jeff, I am not going to do that. <laughs> no, Jeff, you stand up and say that. <laughs> Actually, I can't say that because you would. <laughs> do you two have something to share with the group? Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> funny you should ask. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So, yeah, it's, but, but it is a situation. And, you know, that happened to me in an organizational situation. It can happen to us in a work situation with a team member, with someone who reports to us, um, with our boss saying something. And we're like, hmm. is that how I experienced that particular thing? Or a customer or a vendor or a family member. There are all kinds of places where the emotion we experience in the moment, we have to get curious about knowing the story behind that emotion that's causing us to feel that way. Yeah. It's because if we don't, we will step in it. It's easy, very, very easy to do. So very easy to do. And having to backpedal from that kind of a situation having to restore a relationship when we've said, 
you want the truth, you can't handle the truth. It really doesn't work very well. Um, that can take a long time to restore the relationship. Yeah. But it can also take a long time to um, recover for yourself after that kind of a, after that kind of an experience to know and understand what caused that level of emotional upheaval for you. Yeah. And sometimes it's not even whatever happened in the moment. That's the tip of the iceberg that just sends, send you over the edge that there could be a lot of other contextual things, not even related to the issue at hand that I think, you know, having time to, to take that step back, you know, are there things that happened not yeah. related to that at home with a family member, you know, that they're just all compiled. And that was the one thing that was like, this is it. Yes. Straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. And all of a sudden this other person is like, where did that come from? Yeah. And sometimes you're even saying, where did that come from? I'm surprised that came out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I've had some of those over the years. Yeah. And then you go, uh, how can I, sh you know, the toothpaste back in the tube on that one. Mm -hmm. That's hard. That's a hard thing to do to put the toothpaste back in the tube. Yeah. Um, that's when I'm sorry is a really good um, response in those kinds of situations. And but, stuff that just needs to be said. And then there's that. The question is, how are we going to say it? How and where are we going to say it? And there were some of the things that could have been said in that situation that to say them one-on-one -on -one to the person who was standing up and making those statements that were um, not necessarily true or that were not true. It's not about that it's not necessarily true. They were not true. True. Period. End of the sentence. There, there's a, a place and a time to have a conversation with that person about what they said and what the implications were of it. It's not standing there in front of all of those people. Yeah. Speaking to things that were misleading and, and untrue, yes. But what exactly are you trying to prove here? That's a whole different conversation. Yeah. To not have in front of the entire organization. Yeah. And sometimes I think, not that I advocate for this, but I think at times, sometimes people you can say things a number of nice ways and they don't set in. And sometimes it's that tipping point moment when you have a reaction and people are, oh my gosh, Brenda's really serious about this. We've never seen that from her before. Like, <laughs> oh, we better sit up and sit up and listen and That's right. on what she's saying right now because mm -hmm. it's not how she normally interacts, reacts in these situations. Um, I've had a couple of those where it wasn't until I got rather vocal and maybe not retrospect the best way, but it finally got people's attention to the bigger issue that no one wanted to talk about. 
You know, that's a really interesting point. So not advocating, certainly, but I think sometimes that can be harnessed far and few between to get a point across that maybe people are missing that could cause harm to an organization, a group, whatever. Uh, yeah, I hear you. It, there, there comes a time when you have to stand up and say, no, this is not right. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it is when it is a conscious decision to do so, and maybe you don't use the right words, but you've, taken, you've still taken that step back. It's not in the moment just firing off and you're making a calculated decision to use things that it's not the emotion. You're making a decision to have an emotional right. response because of the, the situation, I guess, is a, maybe a better way to say it. Yeah. I, you just um, do it in the moment. It's I'm making a choice to do this right now because of X, Y, or Z. Exactly. You, this kind of comes down to the emotions versus feelings conversation we had last week. Remember an emotion is that thing you experience in the moment right now. Then you have a thought and then there is a feeling that comes after it. And feelings and emotions can overlap from the standpoint of um, what exactly you experience with them. Mm -hmm. But the emotion is that thing that happens right now in the moment when it's happening. When yeah. I'm sitting there listening to this person say things that are not true, that are discounting the time, energy, and work put into what we did for six months to come to something that was strong that we were putting in front of the whole organization. Those are, those are emotions. Yeah. Once I've been able to step back and think about it. And next week, we're going to talk about finding your safe place to discuss these things. I had those people that I could have go that I could process with and, and be able to say, Oh my gosh, what in the world happened there? Where's this person coming from? Blah, blah, blah. And then it, then at that point, you, I still have feelings about it. Trust me. I have some pretty strong feelings about it, but they're feelings that are very intentional that I know when responses need to be given what the feelings are that are behind them and how the thinking and feeling comes together to a strong response. Response, not react. Yeah, I think that's the, the key. Yep, absolutely. So you've kind of indicated that you've had some of these experiences too. I, I, and I actually, I kind of know that because we've had conversations along those lines before. <laughs> Oh, yes. And I think everyone has. And anyone that doesn't talk about it is lying to themselves. That's <laughs> a really good point. Oh, no. Has had <laughs> these at some point. And it's not, you know, I think it's it's like anything. You learn from them, but you're going to have them again. It's natural 
human reactions at times in the heat of things. Sometimes, you know, stuff just comes out <laughs> that you can't, you didn't have a good enough control over and it just comes out and that's that. And for me personally, I can say that as time has gone on and I have more years of experience and at least some level of wisdom, <laughs> um, I do less and less of that. Yeah. That does not mean I don't have strong um, feelings and opinions about things. It just means that how I respond to them is much more um, intentional. Yeah. As opposed to, <laughs> and a lot of, is this the hill to die on conversation internally? <laughs> even bar is this even worth it yeah yep and there are times when it is i mean there are times when it's very important to step up and say something but there are other times when it's like okay i know this situation i've been here before and that's another thing to think about from this standpoint um the getting curious sometimes what we need to be thinking about is what other experiences have I had in my life that are in the back of my head? There's actually a place called the hippocampus where all those memories are stored. And somebody may be saying something to you that's really triggering you. And the people around you are going, why is that sending you over the edge? Yeah. And the reason it's sending you over the edge is because there was another experience in your life Maybe when you were seven years old, who the heck knows? But there was some other experience in your life where somebody said something or someone looked like the person that's speaking to you or you were in surroundings similar to what's going on right now. And your conscious mind does not have any awareness of this. But your hippocampus back here does. Yeah. And the, the red flags are going off like nobody's business. And so you're, re, you're reacting to something that you have no idea what's going on behind it. That's why curiosity is so important. You may or may not be able to get to that place, but you got to try yeah. to understand what's going on. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so another good, good topic. And next week I'm looking forward to as well as we continue down this journey, because I think there's something, especially when you own a business, you know, it can be hard and there can be a number of these kind of triggering things that happen with outside stressors yeah. of the business that affect judgment in the way that you do things in your business and small things could become a big thing in the business, but maybe it's triggered by things that have nothing to do with the company that you're, that you're leading. So it's, a, it's such an important topic. That's so very true. And we, we need to keep digging into it because, you know, many people don't understand how these soft skills of business, you know, how does that affect my bottom line? That's no big deal. Yes, it is. Yeah. Those soft skills of business are just as important to your bottom line as all the financial and sales and marketing. And quite frankly, sales and marketing and 
the soft skills of business are completely intertwined, completely and totally. So I'll get off my soapbox. We made it through 30 minutes after the technology fun. Yeah. Fun. So, Jeff, I hope you have a great week. You too. We will catch you next Monday at 12.15. Absolutely. Absolutely. Talking about where's the safe place and why do you need to have that? It'll be fun. Sounds good. See you again. Who knows what the story will be next week? I mean, I know. there may be a cat and a bird. You never know. Yeah. You got to tune in to find out. There you go. All right. Have a great week, everyone. See ya. Thanks for joining us for this episode. If you want more resources similar to this, follow our LinkedIn company page. Just search for Inflection Point Hub on LinkedIn and follow us there.